Hi, you're listening to Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Every. We hope you enjoy our monstrous mash-up of spooky segments. Welcome to our new feature, Spooky Skeptics. Tonight, I have Rick and Tanya with me. Well, we're all together, I guess. Hi. I can't say you're with me. <laughs> Creeping outside your window right now. Yes. Creeping outside your window. Isn't that a, there, there, there's an emo song, Nikki FM. I was going to start singing it, but I'll spare you guys. So tonight we decided that we would talk about the things that irritate us the most in the Fortean world. Because <laughs> let's face it, there's stuff out there that just makes you mad. True, very true. <laughs> so, who would like to start? How about you, Tanya? What pisses you off? <laughs> or who? Uh, well, this is going to probably be not kosher with a lot of people but ed and lorraine warren pissed me off <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah me I too buddy them. i did look up some stuff do you guys want to know absolutely hit us with it baby they were um, both born in bridgeport he was born in 1926 she was born in 1927 they met in 1944 and married in 1945 they only had one child, Judy. I found out that they're very Catholic, or were very Catholic. They're both passed away now. They inspired several movies, or didn't inspire, but they were part of several movies. The Amityville Horror, uh, The Haunting in Connecticut, The Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2, The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It, Annabelle, and I think there's maybe some more. That list might not have been too involved. I would believe them more I mean, I've got a whole list of stuff, the reason people say they don't tell the truth. But I would believe them more if his net worth wasn't $12 million and hers was $85 million. So for the laymen out there who might not know who the Warrens are. Yes. Why don't you explain to them who who exactly are the Warrens? Okay. They, he is a self-proclaimed demonologist and she is a clairvoyant or was like i said they they both died i believe of old age i mean they died of something yeah. when they were old yeah they were they were pretty old both of yeah, them yeah they were they decided that they would go and investigate these ghost huntings and demon hunting things and say that they were seeing stuff they could cleanse your house with the help of Catholicism and their belief in it. They also, they helped a guy with The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. It was inspired by a 1981 slaying in Brookfield. Arnie Johnson, he had participated in three exorcisms prior to killing Alan Bono, and the Warrens advised Johnson on the exorcisms. They also were witnesses for him stating that he was possessed, and that's why he killed the people, or killed the person that he killed. The judge said he was not going to allow the defense of demon possession and when they used more down-to-earth evidence he was uh convicted of first-degree manslaughter from different people the warrens had tons of evidence but none of it stands up to rigorous 
scientific testing. One person said they had an excellent vaudeville act, a good road show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I believe it because part of it is the theater of it. Yes. And they were very theatrical about it. I mean, they, uh, they spawned all those movies. I mean, they were, they were a part Mm -hmm. of all those movies. Um, Somebody said that Lorraine, and I say somebody because it was a whole list of people. Right. Well, I was going to ask if one of those quotes was from James Randi, because that sounded like a James Randi kind of thing to say. Maybe. Maybe. And I could look it up, and I'll put it on our board after, or on our page, after I, I, you know, find out these people. But they also said she was a fraud. She has no documentation. She says she does, but she has nothing. The Conjuring people said that she exploited their family for money. Um, There was also a, alongside Catholic bishops and retired police officers, and Lorraine Warren claimed that they exercised the angry spirit of a werewolf from a man named Bill Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) who reportedly turned into Wolfman. He had been arrested for accosting officers, and he attributed to a werewolf demon taking over him. So, So, wait, wait, wait. Was it a werewolf? Or a a demon? demon. I don't know. It was was a werewolf demon. Because this is really fucking... a were-demon. A (laughs) were-demon. According to the Warrens, everything's... Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything is a demon. Whether it's a ghost or whatever, it's a demon. They were pretty much responsible for that satanic panic in the 80s they were. with the daycares too they were yeah. involved in all of that but i remember even in when it happening reading about them in the newspaper yeah granted i would yeah. have been a teenager then but yeah i'd say because you and i are around the same age yeah oh and i remember you and i both would have grown up through the satanic panic like everything was, oh, oh everything god, devil was worship satanic. <laughs> oh my gosh if you even if black right. eyeliner music like mom i bought some spandex oh my god you need to go to confession (laughs) right (laughs) right exactly oh and she stated that she had a video of that guy turning into a werewolf demon but she never would reproduce it she never would give it to anybody Um, right and she would give she would put anything out there for money so if she really had it she would have shown and i'm not absolutely it would be in their gosh darn museum right exactly of which is closed for codes uh, not codes violations, but just because of uh, the coding, I guess, of where it's sitting, it can't be a museum. So it is closed. Oh, well, because uh, so Cole just went there. there like last year. Cole Harold. Did he? Oh, okay. It, well, I'm I, almost positive it was like a, about a year ago, last summer, maybe on oh, one of his okay. legend trips. I thought it was closed because of COVID, but the internet said it was because of codes. So I don't know if codes made them close it for one reason or the other or just codes was changed in that neighborhood it, it didn't well, it's got to be because it's a residential area and they're operating a museum yeah and making money right. so yeah that might be it codes finally made them stop i mean because they're they're somebody i guess their daughter maybe was running it because they like i said they've been he was passed away like in a long time ago, I believe. It was early 2000s, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I think their daughter's been carrying on, like, the museum and all that. I mean, why wouldn't she? There's a pretty penny. Oh, right. Exactly. There's a lot of money to be made. And people wanting to go there, uh, see. Especially Annabelle with the movies. And... They want to see yes. the doll. They want to, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ed, Ed died in 2006. Okay. Okay. I all knew right. it was a while ago. I thought it was longer ago than that, but that makes sense. Because it, cause there's been plenty of movies and stuff that got released. Now... Uh, as far as the werewolf, they wrote a book. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, of course. <laughs> called Werewolf, A True Story of Demonic Possession. It said, which one reviewer noted, 
contains no real actual documentation of the case. <laughs> so I don't begrudge anybody making money from what they do, like from their craft or whatever. Right. But when you are making $85 million off, you know, lies that you're telling people or like trying to use the defense of a guy who murdered somebody saying he was demonically possessed... Right. Uh, and then I have an issue. <laughs> how many families did they exploit and extort for their own right. gain? Right. Right. You know, right. to me, that's more evil than any demon out there. Right. At least, the, at least those families. Except for maybe those... a sexy werewolf demon. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a story for Rick. Oh, Rick's. I was going to say Dick After Dark, but that is not the name. <laughs> Dick's <laughs> Alliteration. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's works it. for me. Right. <laughs> I, I can write you a furry story if you want me to. Um, <laughs> not that I'm a furry. I just have close friends that are. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I want to know what your first sona is. Yeah, no. Anything. <laughs> I'm going to be a frog. No. Wait, a frog, can a frog be a furry if it doesn't have fur? Yeah. It's yeah, just a costume, and, right? Yeah. And well, and when I role-played, there actually was a game, a role-play game. that I didn't play this, um, but there, mm, I did sure it. There was a role-play <laughs> game that was set up for you. just people. And I actually started a character on there, but I wasn't as much into the furry stuff. And that's all it was, was furry stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, I will say that this has gotten off the rails already. I will we say that. We knew it was going to happen. <laughs> that's a genuine I, question, though, because I'm like, I want to be a frog. But wait, a frog isn't furry. Is having actual fur a requirement? No. Because I did say, I did role play with a lizard man on Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the Warrens. <laughs> yeah, Leo. How's baseball this season? Is it baseball season? Bra- the Braves suck right now. <laughs> Lord. Okay, so anyway. So yes, the Warrens. That's who the pisses Warrens. me off. <laughs> the damn Next, Warrens, okay? The damn Warrens. And they're werewolf stories. Uh. Yes. So that was it. That's that's what pisses me off about that is them. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, all the negativity aside, it did spawn two of my favorite horror movies. Like I love The Conjuring one and two. Right, I haven't right. seen those. Either one of them. They are oh, very good. They're so good. And I've watched limited movies, and I've seen them. You know, so like they're the first one is probably the best haunted house. Walter watches the scary movies for me because there's uh, certain things that trigger me so if you will watch or if you will tell me if there's triggers in it i'll watch them i just don't want uh, yeah just let me know which ones and i'll okay back to okay okay I see. yeah that's why i don't watch them anymore and um but yeah so he's sweet enough to watch them and tell me if there's anything or if i need to skip <laughs> something <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, try and going along Rick's vein, I'm going to try to think of one positive thing to say about the Warrens. <laughs> uh, gosh. No, okay, so they did help bring, 
spirituality and ghost hunting into a, yeah. a more mainstream thing. They did yes. help bring a, a little bit of a veneer of respectability to paranormal occurrences. Right. But then they ruined it by being total shitbags, so I don't even know if that counts. But that's the, there it is. <laughs> There's my one positive thing. <laughs> well, and if they were just making money off of movies, yay, go. Because like right, you said, those right. are great yeah. scary Listen, movies. make the bread. Right. But if you're exploiting people or even convincing some poor soul that who might need serious medical attention, because right, let me tell exactly. you something, I believe in the paranormal, but I also believe in mental health care. Right, right. And there's yeah. some people that may think they're possessed or may, and they may be, they but may be. They, they may think they are. Like we were talking about Astonishing Legends and they just did one where they did a story about a possession or something and one of their listeners... She she explained to her doctor some things, and she actually had something wrong in her brain. It was a chemical thing that made her not right in the head. And everybody had always thought, or she had even started thinking, that she was possessed. And she wasn't. She went and got tests and everything, and it's some kind of chemical thing in your brain that quite a few people have. It's not like something that is yeah. weird. They just have to know to test for it. Was that from the uh, Annalise Michelle case? Maybe. Is that what it was? Yeah. The lady in the 70s who was mentally yes. ill and then her... Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's brutal. Yeah. It's what happened to so, her was very brutal. Yeah. So, oh and if, if they're using that stuff to cover something up like that... And whether you're possessed or not, I've seen exorcisms that were supposed to be real. And that crap is brutal. I mean, and somebody does not need to go through that if they are just mentally ill. Here's the thing. The first thing you do is you seek medical help. And you yes. eliminate all of those possibilities first. Right. And then you go to, okay. And then you jump I'm on over. I'm <laughs> seeing this thing. Am I schizophrenic or am I clairvoyant? Right. Like, you know. Right. And I'm speaking from experience here. You have to learn. You know, I went through a phase where I thought I was possessed because I was brought up very Catholic. It was the 80s. It was the satanic panic. Okay. I went through a little period where I thought like I either had this demon attachment or something. Right. Yeah. No, no. Trina had a chemical imbalance. Right. Okay. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) On top of the fact that, yes, I do get premonitions. Yes, I can see ghosts. Yes, I do have other things that I can do. But I had to get the medical part of it out of the way first. All right. And then once I did that, now I know the difference. Like, I know when my brain's being crazy. I tell you guys, "Ah, crazy today, guys, you know. But, I mean... (laughs) No, really. Like, it's easy for me oh, to yeah. tell Oh, yeah. My mom heard voices all the time. And she was just, she did not go to the doctor because that was one of the things that she was paranoid about was doctors. So she suffered. I did a school paper about her. My mom was the best mom, but she was chemically imbalanced. She would hear voices. She thought people were after her. She would cover mirrors. Right. Even though she was a wonderful mom, she was she was struggling her entire life that me and my sister knew her because of that. And all she would have, I think, obviously not a doctor, but 
all she would have needed, I think, was to get some help, and she she didn't. So she went her whole life being that way. For somebody like Ed and Lorraine Warren to use that against people to make movies and stuff like that, that's horrible. I well, think. even to make money when they were first starting out and they were going and cleansing yeah. these people and exer- had they run across your mom, they would right. have had her tied to a bed chanting Latin right. over her when she right. probably just needed yeah. a lithium. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That is very true. So people like that annoy me. Wasn't that one reason that Houdini, he wanted to prove everybody wrong? Oh, he debunked psychics. Him and his wife, they debunked psychics left and right. Because when he was famous, that's when spiritual American spiritualism was really gaining a foothold. And there was a psychic on every corner. They did the table knocking. They did. I mean, these people made a lot of money with all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the table knockings and the raising of the tables and the voices and the winds and um. Mr. Houdini and his wife, who was actually having an affair with Jack Wilde, at the, or uh, the guy who wrote Call of the Wild, Jack London. There we go. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, they would go around and debunk these psychics. It was, like, fun for them. And then they had a deal where they had a code word where if one of them died before the other, if they could actually get oh, yeah, through yeah, the yeah. veil mm-hmm. and speak, they would use yeah. that word. And only the t- two of them knew the word. And she kept on trying to talk. To yeah, she, she never gave she up. Never she did. never gave yeah. up trying to, um, right. trying to, trying to get you know to, to talk to him. Well, Houdini was a huge uh, influence on a lot of early skeptics. Yeah, and I mentioned James Randi. Like that was one of his idols. Was was Harry Houdini? Yeah. So it. it well, and have y'all know why he got that way? He was trying to contact his mama, and I forgot what psychic, and I'll have to look all of this up because it was very interesting to me, but he wanted to contact his mama because him and his mom were very, very close, and she had passed. This psychic lady was talking, but she was talking, and she was saying she was repeating what she was saying, but she was speaking in English. His mother did not know a word of English. Right. He, she would have said, she's talking, but I don't know what she's saying or whatever, but he was she was saying it all in English, you know, saying that, I think she was saying that her mom, his mom was talking through her and she was talking English. So he was like, you're full of no. crap. My mom right. can't even speak English. So that's when he, you know, cause he right. really believed him and really wanted to talk to his mama and couldn't right. because that lady was lying to him. And then he like wanted to debunk everybody. Well, yeah, that just, well, not, not to go off on a, yeah, not, not to go off on a tangent. There's um, it may be the very first episode of Penn and Teller's bullshit that came out in the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah. Tackle psychics and, and touches on a lot of this. That's definitely worth, uh, definitely people worth uh, watching. And I hadn't watched that. I like them, but I haven't They're watched that. They're pretty politically a certain way. Right. So if you're delicate about that, uh, might not be worth watching. Oh, okay. Yeah, when, I was young, <laughs> when I was young and impressionable, well, they're libertarians, like hard. hard okay. Yeah. And let, let, yeah. I, I took, yeah, unfortunately, I was a little too much influenced by Penn and Teller when I was very. Very, very young. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Rick. What about you? What annoys you oh, the man. most about the stuff we run across on the daily? So this this is something. I, I have a lot of things that bother me in the Fortean uh, universe as it is. Yes, we know. But yeah, but I, I think the one that currently bothers me the most is the ancient aliens craze. Okay. And it's a good TV show. <laughs> oh no. No, I use so I use the phrase anytime something pops up at home or we're out and about and somebody's saying something stupid, I I will turn to Amy and I'll say ancient alien theorists believe. And 
<laughs> like that's that's code word for idiocy. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's just it's not like I'm I'm following them because I believe in them because I've got the same issue about aliens as you do. But uh, it's just a good show just to like have in the background because oh, you know me, I, I watch I just have background music. Mysteries at the museum is better I, I, for I background. Well, it's it's full of far more handsome men. Well, yeah, and the oh, facts okay. are well, there you true. Go. It's got like real facts, not you know this seam could not have been made by anything but a machine. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's so, so the main besides the whole fact of all of it being almost ludicrous in my opinion. I'm not dismissing that an alien could get here at some point, but let's just sidestep that for the moment. The ancient alien hypothesis is primarily there to explain things that western white culture thinks people of color could not could not do right i you know yes. i did not yeah. think about that hundred you were a hundred percent yeah yeah it's and it never occurred to me until holy crap decade, you were so. so right yeah, yeah. but it those yeah, brown you, folk you wouldn't at, know how to build that right. right right like stonehenge oh yeah they built stonehenge Humans build Stonehenge. Well, yeah, you but go, those were you white. Go further south. Those are white people. Exactly, exactly. You go, you go down to Egypt where they're a little darker. Ah, God yes. forbid. You know, they. There's no way they built. There's that. no way those brown people built no, that. It was, it was aliens. Yeah. Well, now they're even and, saying and with the see. new genetics that ancient Egyptians were a lot darker than like history likes to portray them. Oh, I can see so, that. So like Cleopatra yeah. would have been like Nubian dark almost. Like you know what right. I mean? Like dark, dark, dark. And you know in all the texts and everything they like to make them real light skinned and that's not the truth. Like Colombian instead or of Je- you know, African. My favorite is like yeah. Jesus. Jesus wasn't white, y'all. He had long <laughs> and he had long brown hair. He was born fair in the Middle skin. East. <laughs> Well, it's that's I, I think that's really basing it on the the Roman influence. Yeah, because the the empire stretched down to Alexandria. Right, right. Where, you know, there again, it's that Eurocentric where anything anything of worth, whether it be Jesus or has or to be white. Yeah, they had to be white. Right. Yeah. But you know, just not not focusing on the Egyptians, but you go over to South America, like a, or, or Central America with uh, Machu Picchu, Tenochtitlan, and Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the Mesoamerican, like the Mayans and all of that. Yeah, the Mayans, yeah. the Aztecs, all that stuff. The thought is, oh, they were a primitive culture. There's no way they could do that. Right, they were a thriving, beautiful, amazing culture is what they were mm-hmm. that spread a lot. Some of my friends that are actually archaeologists, so I know this. But oh, that's they, so cool. It is the you know that's what they study is prehistoric Indians and whatnot. Yeah, and I mean that culture was so much bigger, and now they're finding evidence that there was trading going on with the North American prehistoric Indians along with the Central American, and they always thought that the two civilizations were completely separate and had no interaction. Right. But they're finding mm-hmm. what they study is the midden heaps. The junk piles, the garbage piles. And they took, they, oh. so they're, that's what these archaeologists do. They're literally sifting through prehistoric garbage and to figure out there, yeah. what these people did. <laughs> and then it's a guessing game. Right. You know, you're going to find, I, I love like the memes that, you know, show clearly they were best friends their whole lives when they were clearly like lovers oh, yeah. or, or, or yeah. tools or artifacts that they have no idea what these things were for. Right. You know, they're just making, yeah, you have to fill in the blanks. I think that's a, yeah, 
like human she actually trait. made a pretty significant <laughs> discovery in these pots that have been sitting up in this museum in Illinois for quite for over 150 years. And all it took was somebody who was a cook and a mom to look at these pots and go, y'all, they weren't funerary pots. They were making ritual black drink in them. You can see the boil down on the inside. And then she had them tested and then she got published. And all, oh, wow. because, she, all because she was a cook. <laughs> yeah, because she, she, she could tell where boil was. And she boil down yeah. marks on the inside. You get these stuffy old men who's never made a meal in their life looking at this stuff. And they're like, clearly they kept ashes and bones. And, you know, it's, it's a guess. <laughs> game right you know? it is and that's why the ancient alien people can say whatever they want because we don't know it's a guess we don't game. know right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a guessing game <laughs> I, it just it, it just it irks me to no end that it just basically dismiss, dismisses anything I hadn't yeah isn't. it dismisses their intelligence yeah white Europe because they didn't have technology like our technology doesn't mean they weren't wise and thriving right. and had right they were probably way they wiser have, than us <laughs> they could have had a way more advanced culture they're finding out now they may have used sound yeah that's a theory and that that, that was going to mention a, a modern example of someone who it's believed couldn't build this because it was it had to be aliens is the coral castle yes that's it's yeah like that you could do that Mm -hmm. yeah as a human yeah well he did it it took him what 30 years Mm -hmm. or something crazy and he didn't and it's kind of a mystery because nobody ever saw him build anything he only would do it but he did that on purpose and that's i'm like you know y'all he made it a mystery on purpose you know he didn't let anybody in there he didn't let the workers in there but that was his passion he got 10 cents a, a tour yep (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot more to get in there now i think because i think now it's a state park oh then yeah it would be more yeah i see ads for it all the time i went as a kid but i haven't been as an adult i think you owe it to us to go over to the coral i think so too. and, and do a thing so like get my son to go with me another thing that they said was aliens was the easter island statues didn't no, they people, say that was aliens yeah and again, well, all they all they did the, the I, I forget what they called it the ha- inhabitants, but they would dig holes and then like most of the the is it it's not is it most of the the statue is beneath ground, mm-hmm. you know, right? Yeah, ground. they have a whole body. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that they they prop them up or anything. No, they just slid it into a hole and the hole did the magic. Right, exactly. It's just a matter of getting. Yeah, I mean, you move you move stones with logs. That you right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, as you go, put yeah. under and put in front. Put under and put. What cartoon was doing that the other day? <laughs> there was some cartoon that they were moving something that way. Like, oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was on the Great North. They were having to move this whole building, and that's how oh, they did the cheese, it. The cheese museum. No, the log the museum. The log museum. Log. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were doing exactly that, and that is, that's yep. how they moved them. It wasn't any big, it wasn't an alien ship or anything like that. So is it just mainly, like, the architecture that bothers you when they do that, Rick? Or what about, like, just to play devil's advocate here, like, when they show, like, the texts and stuff in the pictures of, like, what very much to me do look like flying machines. Like, do you now think that was all true. somebody's <laughs> fancy mind imagination stuff? Well, it's you, again, you're you're finding what you're looking for. Yeah, it's like looking at the that, paneling and, and seeing a face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like a yeah, like Paradolia. Right, yeah. yeah, I couldn't think of the name clearly. What's what's the there's a a drawing or there was a sculpture. I think it was a sculpture that looks like a modern jet fighter. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's a bird. 
Yeah. It's just, they just right, a stylized bird. bird. Right, right. Yeah. And then there was also... I've seen helicopters in there, too. They've also well, done... Yeah. They yeah. showed a guy in a suit, a, a spaceman suit, but they proved that that was a hoax. Yeah, that it was, was proved a hoax. Yeah, which is, uh, which is awful, because I really wanted it to be. So but, you want uh, the ancient, ancient alien stuff to be true? Well... No, not so much maybe time people coming back or something. Like like uh people from the past or from the future visiting those people and maybe that's where we got all our technological ideas. Maybe. But oh, I hate that uh, theory I even worse. I'd rather have a freaking alien. <laughs> but then there was that painting of uh the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus and it looked like a spaceship in the background. Oh, like a flying Oh, saucer. there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, in Renaissance paintings, yes. you'll see what look like UFOs. But they could have been fanciful also. They could have... Yeah. We're not the first people to think that. I mean, and that wouldn't be the weirdest it's thing like you've s- seen in a Renaissance painting, for sure. Like a, it's like a monk s- who wrote yeah. science fiction way before science fiction was a thing. I yeah. can't think of his name right now. I think he ended up getting killed for it, actually. But, like, he oh, would write fanciful science fiction stories like that. Yeah. I'd have to actually look that up. I just read about him not too long ago. Yeah, well, it, yeah, mentioning the UFOs in, in Renaissance paintings made me think, you know, you know, if they think that's true, what kind of world did Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch live in? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And you think of it that way. Look at archaeologists a million years from now looking at our stuff. Right. What would they say? Right. They're going to look at, at the, like, right. a cell phone or looking at... <laughs> buildings yeah. and they're going to be like what what's this there was so much of it won't be here yeah this is that's true all the yeah, plastic uh, stuff will ways. be <laughs> oh, yeah. after 500 years i think it breaks down there oh okay but uh like so so much of modern buildings and structures are so impermanent right. compared right. to the pyramids or you know, well yeah none of the houses nowadays or none of the office buildings are going to be around in a million years or not a million but <laughs> thousand years or whatever there's no way none of that will well it's like i i was in rural georgia last week and i was driving on the back the back highway and i saw a little family cemetery next to a collapsed house yeah so i turned around and went back poked around in it in the house, house or the was, cemetery yeah oh, okay no the cemetery but the the house itself was practically gone like it, it was gonna weather away oh yeah here. yeah doing judging by the headstones it had only been that way for 25 years. oh wow holy crap so, well i have this theory yeah. that houses need people in them to whether it's the spirit of people or or whatever but houses and stuff like that decay faster when there's not the energy and maybe it's just people fixing stuff but say, and people changing that. the air filters and <laughs> mowing the lawn that also helps let me be fanciful <laughs> this is the skeptic episode you know, tanya when, when no one's driving a car the tires the tires tend to go flat and there's no gas in the you tank shut up <laughs> i think it's the people that fill that Fill the tires and fill the tires. It's the spirit <laughs> that keeps our cars running. It spirit. is. It's, it's our spirit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the house gets sad. <laughs> My yeah, house is really so, yeah. sad right now. It's like bitch oh, mine's my very floors. Sad. <laughs> mine's very sad. My house is happy. Because you're not there. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. I'm like, you're Nailed in it. a hotel room. 
<laughs> you know, it yeah. took me half of this. It took me, what, 36 minutes to decide that you weren't like hovering over the top of the laptop and that was the ceiling that I was seeing behind oh, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's one of those weird hotel over. headboard things. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it took me forever to be like, why is he like hovering over the. <laughs> I'm going to send the picture to the... Yeah, send it on the group. <laughs> hovering. It is hovering. I was like, why is he doing that? That is so weird. <laughs> He's well, levitating to prove it that took... ancient aliens have him. <laughs> it took me about 15 minutes, not maybe, you know, 37. All right. Bless your heart. So, so far, we have decided the Warrens suck. Ancient aliens did not exist. Uh, right. So, now, Houses have mine. to have spirits in them. <laughs> here's mine. I'm going to take on Mr. Zach Douchebaggins. I hate him. I hate him with every fiber of my being. I do, too. You want to know He's just like why? the Warrens. He's just he's a like the Full Warrens. of shit. Okay, so, like, remember back in the 90s when all the ghost hunting shows first started? All right, like, ghost hunters. The first yes. season of Ghost Hunters, I like. You know why? Because they went in and they said, bro, that ain't a ghost. That's the wind. Right. Bro. Right. That's not an orb. Have you ever heard of right. dust? And then <laughs> they decided they needed to be, you know, nobody wants to see that. People want to see the Zacks of the world. Ghost. You know, so right. then it slowly yeah. got more kitschy and kitschy. I didn't really watch it after the second season. And then. I don't yeah, think. I watched the first season. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched that one if you're talking about Zach Baggins. I watched one. Ta- I watched Taps. Yeah, that, that was, was the one I was talking about. Okay, Ghost okay, okay. Because they came I out. I did like that. I think they came out before Zach. They I, might have. They did. They were 2001. Yeah. Because I liked it at first. And then, and then um, all of a sudden they're throwing chairs off the side of the camera. Ghost Adventures was 2010 or 2011. Yeah. Okay. And, okay, so here's the thing. First of all, nine times out of ten, a knock is... All right, and you guys know, I believe in the paranormal. I've had paranormal Yeah, I do too. Yeah. 100%. But right. I'm going to tell you, yes, if I know. go check out... A, <laughs> <laughs> if I go check out a friend's house nine times out of ten, it's something mundane. Right, yeah. Okay, and you have to find that first because you don't want to freak people out. Right. Okay? And, all right, so you eliminate all the mundane and this stuff is still happening because that stuff does happen. Right. You don't automatically jump to demon. <laughs> okay. It's not a demon. Right. Um, antagonizing a spirit, A, is rude. It You're is rude. You're in their space. <laughs> And B, I think it's rude also. <laughs> it's dumb. And because I'm waiting for the day and I'll never see it because I don't watch it, I just want something to come out of a portal and eat Zach Baggins. Yeah. If I could actually make <laughs> that happen, I would. Oh, if that's how we prove it, right, sure. Right, exactly. Wouldn't that be the best proof ever? A big, giant like demon. A, just jump out. Just and jump out and eat Zach. I don't even believe in demons that much. I believe in non-human right. entities because I've right. run across them. But when you say demon, you're assigning religion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're assigning, uh, well, yeah, the Christian religion. Right. And not I, a lot of them believe in As demons. we know, I am not a Christian. I don't. I believe in God. 100%. Yeah, I do too. But I also believe that we create our own hell and whatnot. I have all kinds of theories on that stuff, but we're not talking about that. What I'm saying is any energy that's left behind, A, isn't strong enough to hurt you nine times out of ten. And if it is, you there's 
help available that isn't some muscly guy with spiky hair yelling <laughs> obscenities into a camera. <laughs> you know? But right, you do exactly. have to find out the mundane first. And I think that's why I like the first Ghost Hunters so much. I'm like, look at that. People actually showing what real paranormal teams do. We go right. in, we say, hey, yeah, it's not haunted, buddy. But if you fix right. the shutter, you know, you'll you'll be fine. You know? Right. But then they had to well, start coming viewers. up with stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. right, you get you get viewers if you're being extreme exactly. and yelling at ghosts to right. you know come at me, bro. Right, right. It's, um, there's there's that same movement in modern podcasting. If you're talking about the paranormal, you don't want to be skeptical because that doesn't that doesn't sell Paul podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> People want to no. feel like, like you believe what they believe. Well, I believe that all of our different beliefs help us actually find the truth. If we all believe the same thing, we're not going to find the truth. Right. And isn't that the ultimate well, goal? Yes. Yeah, you can't be in a just in a, uh, what do you call it? Where you're, you're basically, a, everything's echoing. It's Echo a, chamber. Uh, what is it called? Echo chamber. <laughs> That's yeah. my there friend. Go, that, word. that is my friend Eric's favorite oh, word <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm like, I like you my can... echo chamber. Thank you. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to get opposing <laughs> viewpoints on stuff. That goes for everything. That's I how guess. you learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want to always be right. I mean, I, I usually am, let's be real, but I don't <laughs> want to be because. <laughs> no, I mean, I like to learn things. I like to learn new things. Yeah. And then yeah, Zach, like I said, he's just like the Warrens where he's exploiting places and people for the viewers, for the money, for the fame. Right. And he's right, stupid. Exactly. He's stu- just like TV psychics, you know, when they, that whole, I see a letter T. Well, of course you do. I've got five oh, freaking God. friends named Ted. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hate fake psychics, too, because... Those people are why people like me have a hard time talking about what we do without their own friends and family going, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, you got, you got your Sylvia Brown and your uh, uh, James Von Prague and your John Edward and like... Edward I know Edwards. John Edwards of all the people you just said. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> you have to go back a little bit. You have to, you had to have listened to at least Art Bell in the 90s to have oh, okay. heard a lot about Sylvia Brown and uh, James Von Sylvia Prague. Brown was a really famous oh, okay. Like, yeah. Or, well, okay. popular. Yeah, she... Pop culture psychic. Psychic to the stars. Was she the one that worked for the cops and said she found, like... She said she did. Okay. But she didn't. But she didn't. Um, she was a consultant for the Reagans, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, her and Nancy were best buddies. I could see that. She did Nancy's horoscopes, and that's how she got famous. No, I'm... Um, on Amazon Prime a few years ago, I don't know if the show is still there. There is a New Zealand show about psychics that help solve crimes. And they actually put a hundred psychics to the test and then picked five. This is the only TV psychic show I've ever seen where I went, yeah, those are real psychics because they don't fake it up. They're like, okay, I can see this. He's saying that. And they usually, they wouldn't solve the crime ever. There's like five seasons on there, but their facts were always right. And they would take two different psychics out cold who didn't know the story. It was one of the most interesting and realistic psychic shows I've ever seen. And it's the only one where I would say those psychics were real. But that's because of the way that they did it. And I can't. It's on Amazon Prime, or it was, and it's a New Zealand show from New You're Zealand. You're going to have to figure that out, because I'd like to watch it. It's that. really good. There's one lady yeah. on there, and I can't think of her. I'm going to have to look it up when we get off of here. That She's real, and she's cool. 
And then there's a dude, his last name is Crookshank. Simon Crookshank. He's amazingly I, I know that good. Name, yeah. That is a crazy name. It's really common. <laughs> wow. It's spelled C R U I K S H A N K. And it's really common in New Zealand. I looked it up wow. because I said the same thing. Like, that's a hobbit name. <laughs> yeah. Or a pirate. Right. And that may have been where it started. I mean, it's New Zealand and Australia. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely could have been a pirate name. Oh, the accents. I can only imagine. Oh. They said that in the beginning, they say that they tested 100 psychics all over Aust- uh, Australia, New Zealand, and then they pick the top five, and then they go from there, and they make the psychics do the case cold. That's what got me. It's good. Like, it's the only one I've ever said was real out of the billions I've watched. Right. I'm going to give a little shout out to Bree here, our Australian oh, I uh, love Brie. Uh, person who tells us that those spiders aren't as big as they say they are. <laughs> she did ruin Quokas for me. Though. Oh, I, I was glad, though. Their, they don't throw their, their babies. babies. I was glad to know that. There's <laughs> your least favorite really... hoax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I felt a, I felt a kinship with Quokas. Because they threw their babies? Yeah. Get away. <laughs> they can make more babies, it's all right. Yeah, that's true. But I was glad that she told us that those spiders weren't that big. I was really happy about that situation. Okay, but spiders are oh, huge. just the size of wall clocks. Oh, yeah, see, they're too big for me. I'm sorry. There was a spider in my dad's bathroom was like the size of my hand. That was big enough. That was like a, not a wolf spider, a bear spider or something. And that was here in Nashville. But it was a dank basement type thing, so. Want a big spider. Okay, I, I like spiders and I have them outside, like everywhere. I don't mess with them. But I don't like them in the house. I yeah, had one come out of my leave. scrunchie in the shower and I about had it. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. And it was a big wolfy, and oh, I didn't yeah. want to cut. Because I got traumatized when I first moved here. I was on my screen porch the first place we moved, and there was a big wolf spider, like the big hairy ones. All I did was trying to poke it with my broom to get it out the door, and it must have been a mama wolf spider, and all the babies. Oh, oh my God, that's happened to me before. bazillion brilliant oh babies God, yes. came oh. off onto my broom. Like, yes. it was the stuff of nightmares, That's all I'm going to say. So now I'm very, yeah. very hesitant to poke a spider. I'm like, do you have babies? Because uh-huh. if she looks like she has a fat ass, then leave her alone. That's just good advice in general. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Yes, yes it is. <laughs> While you're talking about that, I have a spider story. When I was like, I guess 10 years old, I had long hair. And me and my sister and our friend from across the street were running through the woods. And I ran in between two trees. And you know those big black and yellow garden spiders? Yeah. Yeah, we're weavers. Yes. I ran right through his web. His web was across my face and he was in my hair. Oh, my! and I was a 10-year-old girl. Talk about screaming. <laughs> Those are super gentle spiders. I don't care. When you're 10 years old, there's a big-ass spider on oh, your head. Okay. <laughs> well, let me tell you this then. A couple, it was a few months ago, maybe last year. I, it's been a little bit, but I was in the shower. I looked up in the corner and there was a spider. Yes. And I thought, okay, now I'm going to be aware of that spider the entire shower. Right. And I then imagined that it dropped on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and I screamed and flailed, and Amy said that I almost came through the glass door of the shower. When that and, you know, honestly, I think, did I make it up or did it actually happen? Oh. Now I can't remember. So I'm going to say, oh, I just imagined it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we usually let spiders live. Like I do, too. Because they, yeah. eat, they eat the stuff that we don't want in Right. There. And it's, um, you know, I, I was 
cleaning up the cat's litter box in our laundry room and I moved a scoop and a little house spider was there. I was like, all right, dude, you can, you can chill out. Like I, I didn't want to do anything to him because he's going to eat the stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. As long as they're not brown recluse. Brown recluse, I don't want them near my animals because I don't want them oh, to yeah. bite them. Oh, I, I worked so many. I worked 13 years in, you know, where there were frequent brown recluse sightings. I worked in a warehouse for eight of those. Ugh. So, yeah, and I never got bit that I'm wearing. That's I good. Yeah. I had a friend who bought a house. It was a an old lady's house, and it had been sitting empty for several years. This was in Kansas. Her house was infested in brown recluse yeah. spiders. Oh, you gotta you gotta burn it down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And you can't spray them. It, that no, doesn't kill them. You, you, have you literally to get... have to burn them down. <laughs> well, they got those traps, <laughs> those glue traps. No. Burn the house down. Start over. <laughs> I will tell you something scary, though. She was, uh, there was crack, and she was using tough stuff or whatever it is, that spray stuff you can put in cor- and cracks. She was going along yeah. the wall, and apparently the spiders knew what she was doing and running. They were trying to get away from the tough stuff. And when she got to the end of the crack, she said, like, 20 of a brown recluse ran out of that hole. I would have left that house right oh. then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just you literally have to burn it. Right, down. exactly. <laughs> Trina, did you find the question? No, I can't find it now. I know oh, it was okay. Mark Madewell's question, <laughs> but I can't even remember. It was on the post when we were talking about time slips, and was there? I think it was on one of Laura's. I can't find it though, but my phone is also being weird because I'm in my office and I get weird internet. Oh my God, there's so many memes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who does that. I'm so sorry, Rick. <laughs> so from our from our buddy Mark on the uh, the group, basically, uh, you're live streaming in front of your entire audience, and you've just been eaten by a cryptid. What cryptid would you most like to have been eaten by? That I want to be eaten by? Yeah. Like, food we're talking, we're talking literally, not figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're being you're being consumed for calories. Are we, are we like circling around to the beginning of this conversation, or are we being consumed as a buffet meal? <laughs> You know what? What? Your choice. <laughs> okay. I'm in Florida, get, so guess eaten, what? We're just going to go with the skunk ape. Skunk ape. I'm going to I'm gonna smell something really weird and go, y'all, what's that smell? And then I'll be gone. I want, whatever it is, I want it to chomp my head off first. That's what I do with, like, with gummy bears no, or anything. You know, you can, you live for, like, 20 seconds decapitate it. No! No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Chomp yeah. it off and eat it. No, no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> chomp it off and eat it first. <laughs> oh, so you die instantly? So, yeah. so yes. Yeah. I get it. That's what I do with gummy bears and stuff. That way they don't have to, you know, oh my God. suffer. Yeah, we don't want the gummy bears to suffer, Tanya. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. You anthropomorphize everything. I do everything. I prefer to eat their butts first, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Never butt to mouth. Let's see, I'm going to have to yeah. take that out now. Nope. <laughs> All right, Rick, what about you? What's going to eat you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with, because I'm fascinated and intrigued and terrified, all in, I'm going to go with Tahoe Tessie. What is she? That's, that's who I want. It's the Lake Tahoe how the monster. hell is a Lake Tahoe monster going to flop its way into your hotel room? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But. Just think of that. Are you sitting beside the lake? <laughs> are you sitting by the lake doing your podcast? There I was laying in my bed and this gothic monster. Came I on in. <laughs> he says, I just need about tree fitting. <laughs> tree fitting. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. 
<clears throat> so I think that turned out to be a real professional episode, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we had a, another question. Okay. From Marcus Simpson. All right. um, okay, but seriously, what was y'all's inspiration to start y'all's podcast? I want to say thank you to Marcus for using y'all twice in one. Hey, I say y'all all the time. If you were <laughs> really from the South, <laughs> I don't know what happened to your accent. I'm an imposter. <laughs> okay, so my version, real quick, I saw like three sentences in the chat and then a post, and my feelings were hurt because I thought you guys didn't want me on the podcast. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just because you can't scroll up. Right, because I don't back read. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt my own feelings, by the way. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's a daily I was like, why is she mad? I don't understand. We talked like, about it. You didn't even ask me. And you're like, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We, uh... Scroll up, damn it. <laughs> In my defense, 122 unread messages. I know lot. it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, it's Rick. I think for Rick me, did it. he did it, and we all jumped is, in. It's all my fault. It's, it's all Rick's fault. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, I for me, I wanted to do something like this, not only to to talk to people I actually like about the stuff that I care about, right? But to be a little more skeptical and he wanted an audience stuff. for calling everybody bullshit. So what he wanted. <laughs> I'm a, I, yeah, I need I need a podium, and I'll stand on my apple box behind it. I need a pulpit. I need something. A pulpit, yeah, do that. Pul- pulpit. A pulpit. pulpit, pulpit, That's a fun word. Pulpit. P-U-L-P-I-T. Pulpit. pulpit. I mean, I'm glad we did it. Like, I enjoy learning. I've, I've, I definitely have a lot more confidence now. Like self esteem. Well, okay, I don't know. It can Maybe you know what? Scratch it. How about you, Tanya? How do you feeling about this? <laughs> <laughs> well. I always like to talk. I was I was terrified the first time we did it mm-hmm. because I am actually shy, which I know y'all don't believe. Uh. <laughs> but uh, no, I love doing it. It's uh, um, when Rick said he wanted to do it. It was either that or what was it a, a bookstore bar cat cafe that you okay, were going to do? I'm down with the bookstore bar cat cafe though. I am too. <laughs> well, I didn't say cat cafe, but cats can live there. I thought you did. I thought you said there was going to well, be cats was, there too. That was that was me. No, well, of course, yeah. Hey, you I have a whole business do. plan for that from my entrepreneur class. So if you ever do that, I got a business plan, <laughs> and it's a really good one. I got an A for it. <laughs> Here's another aspect of it that I like, and I said this earlier. I actually just like the part where we're just kind of shooting the shit with our friends about stuff that we like to talk about. Yeah, and other people want to hear mm-hmm. us do it. That is very cool. And I know when like we hang up and everything, I always feel really good about what we've just talked about. I feel better in general. You know, it's like having a visit with your friends. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so that part of it's real cool too, and the fact that people actually like to listen to it just kind of blows me out of the water i'm like really because i it enjoy my damn self. I, know that you, <laughs> I know that you and laura are really like are surprised right. but i'm not because we're entertaining people <laughs> <laughs> i would listen to us i mean i am very grateful for everybody that listens to us i'm so grateful for all I our am friends so grateful. and fans and okay we have 307 people on our facebook page i know that's insane to me <laughs> i know but i think it's 309 now. oh cool so two more joined while uh, we were doing this. 311. 311. Look at that. Yeah. We're like that just growing. I had somebody, my new manager at work asked for the name of the podcast 
for him and his friends. And like, so like people are hearing about it. And it's, oh, yeah. It's kind of groovy to me, you know? It is me I too. I like that part. Oh, too. I've told absolutely no one because I fear rejection. Well, you shouldn't you're because dork. like, you're literally Nobody's going to reject you. My daughter is like your biggest fan. And I got so mad at her. Yeah, I her people like you, Rick. Betrayal. You know, she's supposed to be my biggest fan. No, no. Mom, why no, are you no. being de- mean to Rick? Because <laughs> Rick loves it. Yeah, he like. I don't, I don't know how. I didn't receive uh, normal affection as a child, so I don't know what. Rick loves the attention. Like. Well, not to mention, so if pa- I was nice, you would think something was wrong, or if I was kidnapped or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Blink, blink three right, times. And exactly. okay. <laughs> Tell me something only Trina would say. <laughs> Oh my god. It's about gators, I betcha. <laughs> Cause Trina loves her some alligators. I do love my alligators. I know. My park has so many alligators by my house. And then I keep wondering what do they get do when all these baby where do they go when they get bigger? Hey folks, Trina here. Just a quick little edit. That New Zealand psychic show I was talking about is called Sensing Murder, and it's Kelvin Crookshank, not Simon. My apologies to Mr. Crookshank. Check it out, though. It's, it's, it's pretty groovy. And they did actually help find answers for some people. Anywho, stay spooky. Love y'all. Creeps, it's Tanya. Laura is unfortunately under the weather, so I get to interview Ryan Mills myself. So, hi, Ryan. Hi. Um, Ryan owns an Etsy store called A Random Shop. Ryan, why don't you tell us about that? Sure. Um, So... I think like like most people, you know, a couple of years back when uh, all the the COVID stuff started happening and everyone kind of bunkered down in their houses, right? Um, I, I I was looking for things to do. Uh, fell into podcasts pretty pretty heavily. Uh, you know, I was always a fan of Astonishing Legends, but yeah, me um, too. After yeah, <laughs> love you know Forrest and Scott. Yeah. Um, but I, after some time, you know, I burned through their their back catalog and and was you know working. You know, towards the newer episodes, and fell on the uh, Sam the Sandown Clown episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which had uh, Rob Morphy in it. So, you know, they they gave a lot of credit back to Cryptonauts, which I had not heard of. Oh, um, and so I started listening to to Cryptonauts, and specifically that the the Sam the Sandown Clown yeah episode just really really stuck with me. Don't know why that story, just absolutely love it, you know, became like a mild obsession. Yeah. <laughs> um, and had always had an interest in like 3D printing and uh, never convinced myself to, to put the money out there to buy a 3D printer. Right. Like They're pretty expensive, or at least they used to be. I don't know yeah, how expensive so they are now. They've they've come down a little bit. But yeah. uh, so I I wanted Sam the Sandown Clown merch, right? You know, yeah. Kryptonauts had the shirt. I bought the shirt. And so, you know, I, I made the case and, and got the 3D printer and cool. um, started working towards making characters. And I'd never done uh, any real, like, 3D work before, uh, yeah. modeling or anything. Um, but got the, you know, the 3D printer and just really wanted the, the you know, my, my idea was the Sam, the sound that Sam down the action figure. Uh, <laughs> and... You know, I made it and, you know, loved it, put it out, you know, in the, the community, the Kryptonauts fan, uh, yeah. 
Cryptonauts uh, Facebook fan page and all that, you know, so something that you guys are obviously familiar with. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so threw it out there and people really liked it. And, you know, Astonishing Legends, the same thing, you know, people in that group really liked it. And cool. I started getting questions around uh, where can you get one? Like, where do you sell them? You know, what would it cost? And Right. Um, so I, I threw it out on Etsy and, you know, started making, you know, people started buying it and, uh, you know, I was like, you know, there's more I want, right? Like the, the flatwood stuff out there is cool, but I'd like, you know, something a little different. Yeah. Know, the way I picture it. I need to get me a flatwoods monster. Cause I really like <laughs> her. I guess it's a her. She's wearing a dress. Her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With pockets. <laughs> and what's, what's really funny about the whole thing, right? Is the, the very first sale I had. Um, on Etsy for Sam the Sandown Clown was actually Mark Stores from oh, Kryptonauts cool. podcast. <laughs> so I, I loaded him a box uh, just full of you know different ideas I had with like the Bigfoot and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I started doing some shout outs on their show and everything, and it nice. just kind of picked up from there. And ended up buying a second 3D printer to like keep up with stuff. And, oh wow! Yeah, so it's been it's been really cool, and you know it, it pays. It's a hobby that pays for itself, and it, nice. It kept me busy through throughout the you know the the lockdown stuff. So. Right, that's great. Was that all you were being able to do during the lockdown, or did you keep your job? I know a lot of people lost their jobs. Yeah, I, I kept my job. I, oh, good. I work from home, so. Oh, okay, um, good. It it was nice. They were super flexible about it, so it, it, you know, it, and it gave me something to look at, right? Because like I'm in an office here. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot going on in this room, so when the 3D <laughs> printers are going, you know, I can you know look over see him going and it, it you know it's almost like a, a white noise machine yeah <laughs> that is so cool where i work we sell copiers and stuff but and they used to have the 3d printers when i first started working a couple of years ago but they don't have them anymore so um i've really not ever got to use one or anything i think that yeah. that would be fun to make stuff out of it um trina did have a question about one of your guys and i don't know how to ask this without sounding <laughs> She wants to know why her bat squatch is anatomically correct. <laughs> so, so what's funny about that, uh, Holly, my wife, says the same thing about the Bigfoot and the uh, and the Mothman, right? Yes. Um, so, so it's a tuft of fur, right? Yes. But like you built, I, I built it wider, and it came to a point. But when you're like scaling things down and like trying to get the the shape right, like yeah. sometimes you squish the figure in a little bit or whatever. Yeah. So the tuft of fur became a little bit like thinner. <laughs> and it it, it it looks, you know, a little a little wang like. Yes. I guess. <laughs> yes. Um but it, it's supposed to be a tuft of fur, but okay. without it, because that was you know my original solution was just to take it off completely. Yeah. It it looks like they're just wearing pants. Uh, right. <laughs> which yeah. looks funny as well. Yeah. So just like furry pants, uh, so that wouldn't be good. So I have uh, uh, kind of dived into a couple other programs, and I found ways to texturize a little better. So oh, okay. So either it'll look like a tough of tough to fur, or it's just going to look like a furry wing. But <laughs> either way, she's just curious, and I don't <laughs> think she even noticed it till we were recording a. Um, a round table the other night and she had him in her hand i guess she was like either playing with him while we were you know talking or mm. what but she was like why does he have a a penis and <laughs> it's like oh dear god 
So she wanted us to ask, and I wasn't going to ask, but Laura actually wrote it on the paper, so right. I thought no, I would ask. <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you get into the cryptid and paranormal world? Oh, I think I think I always have been. Prior to the internet days, when when I was younger and you know small town, we got internet later than than most people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I used to go up to the library, and there was a, a section of books that the librarian kept behind the desk and oh there you weren't allowed to check them out and they were just these like unsaw or mysteries of the unknown or something like that and there were these big black covered books and oh wow i would grab those and you just flip through and they had these like really great illustrations of like bigfoot and there yeah. like, photos of you know the loch ness monster so you could look at them you just couldn't check them out and take right. them home oh okay yeah, so, you know, I would I would sit there, you know, with, like, a stack of those and just flip through and read. Yeah. And then it just kind of stuck. And then you know, there was always something about, like, the, the Robertson, uh, Robertson Patton video, or the PGF. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the, the Bigfoot film. Yes, know? yes. Uh, there was always stuff about that on, like, Discovery Channel late at night. And it just really was, like, anything with that, you know, I was just obsessed with. Oh, wow, cool. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of always been an interest. Yeah. Well, neat. Okay. Well, so you have experiences with the Limp Mansion and Moon Creek Cemetery? Yeah. So, so Limp Mansion, we, my wife and I, we went there for uh, an anniversary one year. Uh-huh. The, the Limp family was a, they're a famous, like, brewer family. Uh, yes. They made beer uh, in, in the St. Louis area. Yeah. And they just had a, a really bad run of, like, suicides in their family that all mm-hmm. took place inside of the uh, the Limp Mansion. Yeah, like a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much all the males in that family, I, I think. If I remember right, it's been years since I've read about it. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've always been interested in, you know, ghosts and hauntings and things like that. My wife, you know, is very interested in, in ghosts, uh, probably more so than I am. Oh, Okay. So, you know, it was a fun idea. We'll go stay at this, like, really haunted hotel and or bed and breakfast yeah. in St. Louis. So we went down there to stay. And, you know, we were expecting it to be kind of more of, like, a hotel situation where you check in and there's, like, somebody at the front desk. Oh, and, yeah. And all that. But when we showed up, they're like, oh, you know, here's the keys to the back door. <laughs> uh, this is your room. Uh, we'll see you in the morning. Oh. Were you guys <laughs> so the only people there? Or? We were the only guests there that oh, night. Oh, wow. So they left all the other rooms open so that we could walk through and look at stuff. And, yeah. Oh, that was a nice of them. Yeah, no, it was really cool. So, and then they gave you like limits, like, oh, you can't go in this room because that's where the bar is and there's oh, okay. all the alcohol and stuff in there. But so, and there's like, there's, there's motion sensors that'll trip if you go in there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we, we got full roam of like the, the upper floors basically. Nice. Um, and it, it was, you know, cool. It's really nice. Like it was, you go in there. And yes, the price was roughly the same as, as like a hotel room, but like the room we were in and it's, like I said, it's been years. Uh, so I don't remember the name of the, the room, but you go into the doors there and there was like, uh, these other, there was a set of doors in the room that you would slide open. Okay. And there was basically like a a dining table and a fireplace and that's it. And then there was the, the bed and like a sectioned off portion. Yeah. And then the bathroom, um, (laughs) <laughs> the bathroom uh super super fancy you go in there there's like a small little like hallway 
and you go in and like everything's marble, like the floor, the oh, counters, wow. everything was marble. Yeah. There was like an end table in the middle of the bathroom with like magazines and stuff. Oh, wow. On it. <laughs> and there was like a clawfoot tub and this like marble stand in shower, like off oh, to the side. Wow. Of nice. I was like, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. So we, we stayed there and, you know, started off the night, you know, pretty normal. Um, we went out to eat, came back, and we were the only ones in there. So we go back up to our room, and we can't get the door open to the oh, no. room that we were just in. Like, the key just would not work. Oh, wow. So we start... So you had the key. It just wouldn't open it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wow. just would not open. So we were turning. It won't turn, anything like that. So um, we're standing there trying to figure out what to do, and we hear someone moving around downstairs. So at first, you know, we're thinking, oh, no, it's like a ghost or anything. But, uh, <laughs> We walk over to the stairs and, you know, go down and we're looking kind of down the steps towards the front door. Yeah. And this uh, this lady comes in and she is, turns out she does ghost tours there. Oh, uh, okay. At night. And so we told her like, hey, like, do you know anyone we can call? Right. Um, and she was like, well, let me take a look at it. And so she grabs the keys and she goes up there and just turns it, opens right up. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> so we talk to her for a minute and she's like, hey, if you let me, you know, bring the guests from the, the ghost tour through your room, um, you can tag along for, for free. Oh, uh, cool. That way they don't have to miss a room or whatever. So right. we, we did that. And, you know, that's that's where, you know, some of our experiences are coming from is, is that ghost tour. So... Um, at one point we're walking through and we go up to a room on the third floor and she has everybody stand in a circle and there's like a, a bed in the middle of the room and uh -huh. she's like, I'm going to shut all the lights off. So if that bothers anybody, feel free to step out of the room. And so my wife and I, you know, are in there and she's like, can two people, you know, just sit on the edge of the bed. <laughs> um, that seems to like provoke things, you know? So my wife and I sit on the, the edge of the bed oh, goodness. and she uh, turns the lights off. So there's people standing in a circle all along the walls of the room. And then we're um, sitting on the edge of the bed and we feel the bed compressed down in the middle of us like somebody else had sat down. Uh-huh. Um, but we're in a room full of people, right? So right, the thought yeah. was like, you know, somebody else must have sat down just with you guys. sat down with us. <laughs> and then you heard whispering like two or three words being whispered and i couldn't make out what they were and uh -huh. you know, i've talked to my wife since then obviously <laughs> and and she couldn't make out what they were either and then the lights came on and there's just there's nobody there um it was just us everybody else was where they were originally sitting. did you still feel somebody sitting on the bed or not it, it, it didn't shift again like somebody got up or anything but like once it shifted down like that was it that was it okay yeah <laughs> um, so that was that was that part of it. And the, the other part of it um, was at the end of the night, you know, the ghost tour ended. Everybody left except for us. You know, we went back down to our room and we were kind of standing. We were walking through the other rooms, you know, real quickly before we went back into our room. And yeah. We were standing there kind of talking. Do you know, are we ready? We just close the doors, go to bed. Is there anything else we wanted to look at? And as we're doing that, um, you just see a shadow, like a guess it would be a shadow person right uh -huh. like it, a shape of a person in the room across from us like somebody just walked past the door real quickly uh-huh and you know we both turned our heads at the same time without saying anything like we right. both saw this this figure and you know i walked over there and looked in you know thinking you know maybe somebody hung around after like right. they close up or something and there was nobody in that room and there was no other way out of that room oh my goodness so, and the ghost story and, people had, I mean, the ghost people had left. Yeah, they were all okay. gone. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I closed the door to that room. I closed the door to our room, and then you know we we went to bed. Yeah. Um. We we tried to you know uh, I tried to forget about it. Like she, uh. my wife loves it. So <laughs> could you so that's sleep? Why, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there was a water pipe right next to the bed uh-huh. and it's an old, old mansion. So yeah. it just made noise all night. So every time oh the my gosh. things would start moving, you know, I would hear that pipe going and I would shoot up out of bed. And be like, There's someone in here. <laughs> I think I might've had to go sleep in the car. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So did anything else happen or that was it for the rest that of the That was night? it for the Wimp Mansion, yeah. Oh, wow. That's still a lot. That is really cool. Did you say anything to the people the next day about it or anything? No, it, you know, from there we just kind of checked out. The, the oh. people that were there the next day, they get the, the restaurant kind of up and running. In oh, the, okay. And the downstairs. So, again, kind of more bed and breakfast, almost Airbnb where you just kind of yeah. check out and it's all, oh, okay. um, you know, said and done without having to do a whole lot. <laughs> I think that we're going to have to go there sometime. Uh, Laura and I usually meet in the middle or something, you know, because she lives up, you know, up in Illinois and I live in Tennessee. So we may have to go there sometime. Yeah, it was a trip. Stay. That's cool. So how about the Moon Creek Cemetery? You had an experience there? Uh, not so much. Uh, we, we would drive around out there oh, as okay. kids. Uh, that's in Streeter, Illinois. Oh, okay. Um, I think if you look it up on a map, they call it Moon Point Cemetery, but everybody local calls it Moon Creek. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a pre-Civil War uh, oh. cemetery. So really old, uh, really remote, too. It's kind of out in the, the country a little ways. Oh, neat. Cool. I like old cemeteries. I like driving around in them. Yeah, me too. Uh, and my wife and I, we do that a lot. There's a really big one here in uh, the Peoria area that we like to drive through. It's oh, just okay. acres and acres of cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's neat. Um, I like doing that. But you have never seen any ghosts or anything there? Not at Moon Creek. We, like... We would drive around as, as, you know, teenagers out there, and the cops had a pretty vigilant set of eyes on it. There's a house at the end of the road, and there's only one road to get out there, so they would immediately call the cops if uh, oh. <laughs> they saw car lights going down that road. Yeah. But we would go out there sometimes at night and, you know, try and walk around or drive around, and we would see you know lights out there and that's that's really the the big story out there um in the 70s uh people saw a bunch of like ufos um, oh, so that kind of okay created this renewed interest in the area yeah um so you know by the time i was a teenager there was all kinds of stories about moon creek cemetery and there was a, a hatchet lady involved who oh. wandered the <laughs> <laughs> Wandered the cemetery protecting her son's grave and, and all these, you know, local legends that pop yeah. up anywhere. Um, but what you would see out there and what I've seen out there is as we would drive around, you would see these little like white, blue or red lights depending on the night. Oh, um, and there's like no, in the like, sky or in the... No, like in the woods around. Oh, okay. There. Oh, wow. And you just wouldn't really... There's not a lot there, right? Like yeah. that was pretty much it. You'd hear noises like... But, I mean, if you're out in the woods, you're going to hear noises. Right, yeah, like woods noise. When you're camping or something, you hear noises. Yeah, but you would see these lights. And it wasn't like eye shine. Like, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with, with eye shine. So, right, I don't think yeah. they're like raccoons or, or possums moving around out there or anything. But oh, it, wow. was, it was always kind of interesting. But we would also not spend a lot of time out there at night because that one road that led into there also had train tracks that went across it. And it was considered like a non, I don't know, non-imperative road. Uh-huh. So the train uh, would park there overnight sometimes. So oh, you so you would have gotten stuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be bad. 
you drive you drive in, you'd have to walk home, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and you'd we have would to go between the train cars. That just wouldn't be good. That would yeah. be creepy. <laughs> okay. Well, she also said there was a spook road near Ottawa, yeah. and I've not heard about this. What what is the spook road? So spook road is this little gravel road. Um, it's near Ottawa. I think it's Leland, Illinois. That, uh-huh. that it might be closer to. Uh, this one I've uh, we used to go out there again. Uh, I wouldn't say teenagers, but um, you know, early twenties. Yeah, uh, we would go out there, and there was a, a group of of people I would hang out with, and we would go out there and essentially walk this road. Um, okay. This road was known. There's a lot of like unconfirmed stories about it. You know, one story was that there was a like county um, gallows tree like hanging oh, tree yeah out there. yeah really unconfirmed story there um there was also you know oh there was a bad accident out here once or um the one that you you can look up and see is that there was a um, massacre like a like a settler um massacre out there um Oh, okay. In the one of the lakes nearby, and there's like monuments in the nearby towns and stuff for it, and I can't remember the name of it, but oh, cool. Okay. So that you know, body of water is is connected to that, and oh, okay. I, um, so we would drive out there, and we would park on the edge of kind of the woodland around it. So uh-huh. there was a lot of farmland, and then there was a stretch of road that was woodland, and that led to the the bridge that went over the the creek out there. Right. Um, and the initiation, you know, with this, this group of, of people when we would go out there is, you know, the first time you go out there, you got to walk the road by yourself. Ah, no. Uh, <laughs> so. No. <laughs> you know, my, my wife and I, we went out there with them and my wife didn't want to do it, which was fine. Um, but I, you know, decided I was going to go ahead and walk it. So they, you know, I got my flashlight. Um, it was her and, uh. Two other guys uh, were hanging back while I walked. So I was walking down, and it's a gravel road, so, you know, it's very sensitive to the noise of it because you hear your feet, like, scraping yeah, you know, as, you're, yeah. as you're walking. So as I'm walking, the the way that the road is set up is there's kind of, you know, the gravel road. It's a little bit of a ditch on both sides and then a rise, so maybe, like, five or six feet high on either side. Yeah. And it's all woodland, so it's just covered in leaves you know so it was, it was fall you know there's leaves on the ground and all so that more crunchy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm walking down and i can hear my my footsteps and the gravel and then i start hearing a second set of footprints and oh, no. the, the leaves um on the rise to my left oh no <laughs> and so i'm walking and i'm 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 thinking they're messing with me like right. somebody's following me they're gonna jump out and scare me right um so I just keep going and I'm just very aware, you know, I'm listening to see if they start like moving faster or, and at one point I stop to see, you know, if they'll just like come out. But when I stop moving, I hear, you know, two more just like crunch, crunch in the leaf. Right. So oh, gosh. they're not, it's not like <laughs> echoing me or anything like that. Like there's something else moving right up there. And it's stopping when I'm stopping, but it's like taking two more steps. At right. Time. It walked a couple little more steps before it right. stopped for you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I keep going, um, reach the bridge, uh, turn around and start coming back. And, you know, as I'm, you know, walking and I'm coming back that way, 
Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the rise drops off of the creek, so I was shining my light up there, and I'm just not seeing anything. Nothing's moving. Nothing's oh goodness making any noise. And about you know a quarter of the way back, I start hearing the same noise again. There's <laughs> something walking, except now it's up on my right side. So as I'm walking back and I'm getting pretty close, I can see you know the the people I'm there with standing there and. One of them, when they see me, starts, you know, like this little half jog up yeah, to me. And, like, I see them all standing there. And as he's jogging up, he's looking up to my, my right where I was hearing the noise. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm perfectly good. And he's like, uh, we saw someone moving around. Like, as you were coming up, there was someone, like, up on there following you. Oh, goodness. So, you know, we, we kind of like turn and look a little bit and we're not seeing anything and we're just finally like, all right, let's just get out of here. Like we're right. starting to get a little creeped out. And my wife, Holly, she's like, uh, it's raining. And we're like, it's not raining. And she's like, no, it's raining. We should leave. And like, we look at like the, the three guys that are there, you know, me and these two other guys, we look uh-huh. at each other. we're a little confused. And we're like, okay, yeah, we're getting out of here anyway. But she's like, oh yeah, you know, it's starting to rain. So, I mean, she's feeling rain on her face, like. You know, she oh, says wow. she can see the rain. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, that's a little bizarre, but we don't really think anything. Like, it's a cool night. Like, maybe it's just like know, the fog. Fe- yeah. Feels that way. Yeah. So, you know, they get in their car, and Holly and I get in our car, and I start it up. You know, she's sitting there, and I g- just put it in the drive, and she just throws the door open. And, you know, I'm, I look over, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing. And then she leans forward and, like, takes the seat back with her like that. Uh-huh. And it's legitimately the action you would take to let somebody in the back seat of the car in a two-door, which is what we were driving. Oh, wow. But, you know, after she does it, so she, she essentially, you know, grabs the lever on the side, leans forward right. after she opened the door. And then, you know, she seems confused for a second. And then she like leans back and closes the door and we go on our way. And I'm like, why, you know, why'd you do that? And she's like, why'd I do what? And I was like, okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so from there, though, and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot more that happens like after that. Uh-huh. That it's more her story to tell that I can't, oh, okay. that I don't feel comfortable getting right. Into. But we started experiencing things at home after that night. Oh, wow. Um, and that whole ordeal probably lasted, you know, six months to a year before it finally ended. Oh, wow. Um, like something came home with you or something? Right. Like oh, we goodness. took something home. Oh, goodness. Um, but that, that action in the car, like, has always just stood out to me. Because I'm the yeah. one of, it meant absolutely nothing to me. Like, like why did you lean forward? You right. Um, but following that, like when we were starting to say like, you know, the, the activity, um, that started happening like in our house yeah, was very much related to that night. Like she had dreams and things that made it very obvious, like where all of this was stemming from. Oh goodness. And oh gosh. then that action started to take on a lot more meaning. Yeah. So, oh, wow. but yeah, that's the, that's kind of my story about the, uh, the spook road stuff. Uh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Might have to talk to her someday about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, she, you know, we, we've talked about it a couple of times. She's still kind of coming to terms, like, with what, I don't know, what that means and all that. So yeah. she's not as, like, 
open about what happens afterwards. Right. So. right. Well, yeah, because it would freak you out, especially if if uh, you were the one that like let up the seat and all that. She had to have either seen. I don't know. Yeah, that would bother me too if I was yeah. her. <laughs> that's really that's cool, but scary. Um, okay, have you heard of the Cahomo monster? Yes, yeah. Um, so that's that's more uh, related to where I'm living now. So I live in, in central Illinois now. Uh, okay. I grew up in Streeter, which is where like Moon Creek and all that is from. Um, now I live in the Peoria area, about five miles from Coal Hollow Road, which is where the Coal Hollow Road monster uh, comes oh, from. Oh, that's where his name is, comes from. Yeah. Us, huh? Okay. Yep. So that was a series of sightings in the, the 70s. Oh, okay. Uh, 1972, outside of uh, Pekin, Illinois. Um, the the official line uh, that they, they run in the newspapers all the time, like every couple of years around here, is it started with a guy named uh, Randy Emmert. Yes. Randy Emmert, uh, I think he was, you know, a teenager at the time, and a couple of his friends reported to a local radio station that they saw a 12-foot-tall, Bigfoot-type creature with three toes and <laughs> uh, moving around in the, the woods out there. Yeah. And, you know, the, the radio station, uh, you know, back in the 70s, just started repeating the story over and over and over again. Oh, wow. And so they came out, you know, Randy and his friends came out the next day, and there's just cars parked all over the roads out there. At one point, I think there was 200 men with mm-hmm. guns roaming the woods out there. Yeah, it said they had more than, the local police reported more than 200 calls about the monster, too. Uh, one where he destroyed a fence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's what's funny, though, is because they, they, in 92, Randy comes out to say that, you know, he was the first report and that the whole thing was a hoax. Oh my gosh, really? But... <laughs> But what's funny, what's funny though, is he's not the, like, he's the first official report to, um, any media or police. Uh huh. But the reason they told that story is because they had a friend who was out there the night before whose car broke down and he said he saw, uh, something covered in white fur. It had to be 12 yeah. feet tall. And so they, as a prank, decided they were going to repeat the story and oh, stick to it. Right. But somebody had a legitimate sighting to start it, but what everyone kind of grabs onto is that second story that the guy has come out and said, oh, like, that, was, that was a hoax call. Right. But somebody saw it first. And it, what's funny um, is there's other stories in the area, um, like Mackinac is probably seven miles down the road. Uh-huh. Um, and they had the Mackinac Mud Monster, and then Farmer City, a little further down the road, uh, in 1970, I think, had a uh, very similar kind of Bigfoot sighting, where it was moving through tall grass, and it was also whitish-gray colored. Oh, wow, like the you first know. one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one thing with the, the Cole Hollow Monster, again, in East Peoria, one of the, the calls that the East Peoria police got was somebody in Fond du Lac Park, uh, which is a pretty big park in the area, um, called the police to let them know that he thought he saw an orangutan. Oh, wow. Uh, loose in the park, and he was worried about it, um, you know, attacking kids or right, something like yeah, that. Right, yeah, yeah. So he, he saw something and was uh, unaware of the Cole Hollow monster story. Oh. And then they also had a, a woman call in and say that, it had grabbed the back of her truck and wouldn't let her drive away. Oh, goodness. 
that's and not good. She ended up having to floor, you know, put the pedal all the way down, floor, yeah. the, floor the, the vehicle out to get it to uh, let go before it let her get away. Oh, wow. So do they think all of this is the same monster, maybe? Or same family of monsters? It, it seems similar. Like, I, I know gray and white isn't, like, a um, necessarily rare color for, like, Bigfoot encounters. But yeah. it's funny that in this area they would all be described that way. The one picture I saw, the one drawing, it kind of looked like Bigfoot and Cousin It from the Adams Family had a baby. Because, <laughs> like, you can't see a face. It's, it's He's like total hair. <laughs> Right. But yeah, he um, looked pretty cool to me. I would be, yeah, he would scare me, but that's pretty cool. One thing I was I was doing, because, you know, every little town, and I'm, I assume it's the same everywhere, every little town has their own, you know, Facebook groups where you know, oh, yeah, discuss, yeah, yeah. like, local happenings and things. So I put yeah. something out there just to ask, like, hey, you know, I know this was in the 70s, but does anyone have any, like, specifics or interesting stories um, to do with this? And uh, people in this town, at least, don't have much to say about the, uh, the Kohala Road monster, even though it's only, like, two or three miles away. Right. What really stands out to them, though, is... Is, uh, in the same time period, they had Thunderbird sightings. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, which I thought was was interesting. Like, as soon as you mentioned something weird happened, like, the whole, you know, board <laughs> kind of blew up and started talking about these Thunderbird sightings that everybody had seen in the, the 70s. Yeah. Um, and that kind of got my, I don't know, theories going on, on the Kohala Road monster, because one of the things they say about it is it has three toes. Right. You know, so... You know, that's something, you know, more related to, like, birds Birds. Birds like have that. toes. Yeah, birds have three toes like that. You know, if it's dark out, and and the other reports about the Kohala Road monster is they say, like, when you would see it, it would, like, screech at you. Like a bird. Which, which would be more bird-like. So, again, it just kind of got me uh, thinking along the lines of maybe what they were seeing out there was not, you know, Bigfoot, but, you know, some sort of big bird, you know, yeah. feathered, shaggy enough looking. Um, and it's dark out, and, you know, it's white gray colored like feathers sort of yeah yeah that's true and the first thing i guess somebody would think of is a bipedal creature but you're right it could be a a bird especially since people had seen a bunch of the um thunderbird sightings that's interesting i hadn't thought about that that's pretty interesting well cool do you have any other stories or anything like that that you want to share no i think uh, uh uh Pretty boring for the most part when it comes to that <laughs> stuff. Like I got my my one or two uh, you know party stories, so to speak. Right. That's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna ask you some rapid fire questions. You know, we sure. have to do this. So, day or night? Which are you more productive in? Night for sure. Okay. Your favorite drink? Uh, I would go with rum and coke. Rum and coke. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite? Cake flavor. Marble. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. Do you have any dogs? I have two. Oh, do you? What I kind? I have an Australian Shepherd uh, that's deaf, and then I have a, uh, a Beagle Ear. A what? Beagle Ear. So it's a King Cavalier and a Beagle Mix. Oh, <laughs> I bet it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's super cute. She looks sad. Like, that's the, there's a droopy face. So she, all, like, no matter if she's in a good mood or happy or whatever, like, she, she just looks sad. Looks Absolutely Aww. miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. We're going to have to post pictures of those. Uh, <laughs> I love dogs. See if I can wrangle them. Yeah. Um, okay. Where can we find your store? Uh, so you can find it at arandomshop.com, and that's shop with, you know, S-H-O-P-P-E. Okay. Or also etsy.com slash shop slash arandomshop. 
Okay. Let's see. Do you have a Facebook or Instagram or anything that you want to share? I have an Instagram and it's a random shop. I'm not super active on there. I'm trying to okay. get better at that. Um, I use it more to, to follow kind of uh, other people in the, you know, the, the haunted and cryptid field. Okay. Um, All right. Well, it was fun talking to you. I enjoyed it. You made my first interview by myself easy. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> and you guys can find us on the socials. We're most active on the Facebook group. And reach out to us through email at spookscreepspod at gmail.com if you want to be interviewed or you have a story or anything. And I want to thank you guys for listening. And I want to thank you, Ryan, for letting me interview you. And... I guess that's it. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Monster Mashup. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. We also have merch on redbubble.com. See you later, creeps.